Lock us in, load us in, pop in that A-track, spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now, everyone. Welcome back to, hey, I, I mean, it's not a brand new, it, it's been weeks, it seems, months even, parsecs. Is that even a thing? Who the fuck knows? But it's Matt and Nick. We're back, finally behind the mics. We've revived the Star Wars Time show that went on a, it, let, let's be real, it was just a week hiatus. So my little short, broken-handed ass could go on a family vacation to a beach that I started going to when I was a little kid. I have a little kid now, wanted to bring her there. It was fantastic. It was awesome. It was great to just kind of tune out of life. And then Vanity Fair had to go drop some mega fucking The Rise of Skywalker edition last week. But I still got it out. But we're not here to talk about that stuff yet. I'm not ready to fully commit myself to Star Wars lore, news, rumors, speculations, all the crazy shit we do, all the dumb shit we do on a typical full episode of the Star Wars Time Show. But what we are going to do, since we missed it last week, Nick and I are going to honor our commitment, our dedication, our support of the Star Wars fandom by doing our top five Star Wars artist shares from the week of whatever to whatever. Nick has the dates out there on the post. I think it's, what, 517 to 24, something like that, Nick? that's it. Um, so we're, we're here tonight. We're dedicated to that. It's a Tuesday. This is usually our special topics show, but our special topic tonight, it's, it's you people. It's you Star Wars artists, photographers, collectors, whatever you want to call yourselves, Star Wars geeks. We're doing it for you, firing them up, getting warmed up so we can drop all sorts of SWTs, takes, speculations, dumb takes, Dumb speculations on you about the Vanity Fair stuff, the KOTOR stuff, uh, Ray's parentage stuff that we just dropped uh, today or yesterday if you're listening to it on Wednesday. Check it out, by the way. Did a video on this whole Ray rumor thing. Uh, Definitely don't look at it if you're not in the spoilers, though, because this is another one where I felt like my eyes needed some bleach after seeing it. Not because I hate the concept, which a lot of people do. Uh, but because I <laughs> don't really want to spoil these types of moments for myself. But that's neither here or now, Nick. We're we're ready to get into the top five. So go ahead. I did the sharing. You did the whittling down. Who we got? Top five for this week. We throw in a little spice in the beginning. I did it last time. We had some Lego shots. We had some you know, figure art shots. So this time I wanted to to move outside of toys completely. Just get away from toy photography altogether. So number one goes to FinFet at FinFet on Instagram. Good handle, by the way. Really like it. And it's a Battlefront 2 in-game capture. And this is a Vader. Looks like he's on the bridge of the Tanti 4, like we see him busting through in A New Hope. And he's flanked by two stormtroopers on his side. And Matt this image looks it doesn't even look like it comes from a video game like this looks like yeah real dude, life I, i'm glad know. you finally uh picked one of these battlefront 2 captures because i i've just recently gotten into appreciating this type of photography if you will video game photography i guess it's a thing uh you know we like star wars stuff and shots like this just stand out i mean the polish with the the engines used i mean a, a lot of these 
Battlefront 2 photographers, if you will. We, we found a bunch now. I'm following them. I'm sharing them. So check them out. I love it just as much as I love the toys, just as much as I love the art. But apparently, Nick, th these guys are using a special NVIDIA build, this NVIDIA Ansel. I I'm not really much into the PC space these days. Uh, but I see most of these Battlefront 2 artist photographers using this this NVIDIA Ansel deal to create this photography. So I don't know if that allows them to manipulate the game in a way where they're actually staging. They can they can put the characters here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know how much post-processing is done on this type of stuff or this is just a raw screenshot captured in-game using whatever this NVIDIA Ansel thing is. So I don't know. Do, do, you, do you know, do you have any more insights into what you can do with the PC version of Battlefront 2? Yeah, I mean, I would assume that there's got to be some sort of photo mode like we have with the, the consoles now. So, you know, if you've played a PS4 or an Xbox One recently and you've tried to take a picture in game, you know that you can go into this mode where you can pose your, your character however you want in the live environment of the game. Like, I had a lot of fun doing it in Horizon Zero Dawn. It was a fantastic game to do photo mode in. You can also do it in... Tons of other games, God of War, everything. So Battlefront 2 is another one of those games that has a photo mode in it. And as for the NVIDIA Ansel, I believe that's just the that that may be a a program that's usable on the newest version of their GPUs that can take these incredibly high resolution photos. Um, but it would be great. I just feel like he's able to mod the pose, yeah, the scenery. I know they are using mods. I mean, I, I, I haven't shared one yet, but I guess there's a mod out there for Kylo's Episode Nine helmet, so it's got the red cracks in it. Obviously, that's not in-game. Uh, so the PC community, as usual, doing its its modding stuff. But I'm just I'm, I'm fascinated by this medium of photography. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just a quick lookup of NVIDIA Ansel. Is def it's definitely a... Um, a technology for the NVIDIA hardware specifically to do in-game captures. So you can do 360 views. You can compose your shots from any position. Um, they there have post-processing, okay. HDR, high-fidelity images. Um, so this is all done through this Ansel application for the NVIDIA graphics card. So, I mean... All right, so I, I wonder if that's, you know, like these... We're getting some lens flares on, on Vader's life support system. Yep. I, I'm wondering if that's also handled in Ansel or if, you know, someone like Finn Fett here who, who we're talking about, it's, it's his shot. Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, they fire up Photoshop after they get this from the game and then add kind of the lightsaber stuff and, and the flares and whatnot. Yeah. But either way, I just, I, I love it. I love how it's composed. I mean, that, that's a Vader for you. I mean, it's a, uh, yeah, that is a, yeah. You know, dark side, I'm going to kick your ass, yeah. even though I'm going to move really slow to do it, but I don't have to move quick because I'm dark. Yeah, I mean, the pose almost looks like the pose when he's standing on the bridge of Bespin with, with Luke there defeated at his feet. He lifts his fist up just like that and clenches right. at the power of the dark side. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic capture. Finn Fett at Finn Fett on Instagram. And Finn, if you're listening, if you want to give us a little behind the scenes knowledge on how you compose this shot, um, whether it's all in Ansel or you do some post-processing work yourself in Photoshop or something else, reach out to us on Instagram, DM, let us know. Yeah, we like that. We, we've actually been getting people to respond, Nick, which is awesome because it means they're listening. Yeah. But it also, you know, kind of scratches my, my photographer curiosity at times. Yeah, so, so if you guys uh, have... I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to start this Battlefront 2 stuff. Maybe that's a... <laughs> That's a playground for Nick to get into. If he <laughs> wants to start being artistic, maybe he'll paint. Yeah. I'd like some 
some Nick Star Wars painting, but either way, I don't care. Like, it doesn't have to be toys. It doesn't have to be art. It, it just has to be Star Wars, and that's why this Finn Fett shot was shared in the yeah. first place. It's just, it's badass. Fantastic. And I love Vader. I'm, I'm such a fucking Vader homer, especially his design. I mean, we, we try to forget what Anakin did to his persona, but love the way he looks. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic shot. Speaking of Anakin. Next up, yes. Continuing with the Anakin theme here, we have a shot from Papa Palpatine Photography. Great name. Also a fantastic shot recreation from Rots. So what we have here is the duel between Anakin and Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And it's an action pose that catches Anakin kind of mid-spin and Obi-Wan kind of deflecting his lightsaber while it's behind Anakin's back. So you see the two lightsabers meeting. Anakin turned around, kind of looking over his shoulder at Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan posed in a way to kind of catch Anakin's saber as it goes around. Um, and another standout thing about this shot is just the the environment that it's shot in. Like, it's it's filmed in one of these... It almost looks like it's taken from like a uh, like a Death Star model, but it's like filmed in one of these right, two. You know what this thing is? I I know exactly what here it is. Here we go. This is Matt's knowledge at work here. Real Th- time. This shit's real, Nick. So this is this is something from Nova Reval. I believe it's called the Ubiquitous, and I have one. It, it's a diorama set. Obviously, it, it's modular. You can create different shapes with it. It literally has built-in LED lights, as you can see here in Papa's shot. Uh, but it is a cunt <laughs> to put together, dude. Mine is literally still sitting in the box. I've had it for over a year and have yet to take it out of the box because I've I've read other people have gotten it and they're like, yo, if I knew how hard it was to put this fucking thing together, I never would have bought it. <laughs> I've seen people return this shit after trying to put it together. So you know me. You know I have like zero patience, yep. especially when it comes to doing little intricate shit. Yep. Uh, so I've just kind of saved my household, myself, my brain from a stroke, and have just kept my uh, Nova Reval diorama in the box. But as you can see, and as you noted, Nick, I'm glad you kind of highlighted that, because that, that's what I like, too. It's in the proper hands, with the proper patience, toy photographers can do some dope shit. They can create some awesome dioramas using this thing. And that's exactly what Papa did here. But even, you know, he, he gets that orange lighting to, to wash behind them there. That's fantastic. And as you noted at first, man, it, it's the pose that makes this shot. I mean, yeah, the dio's badass, but it, it's the pose, especially on Anakin. Yep. Uh, because honestly, if you see this Anakin's face, it's kind of derpy looking. I have this figure, too. <laughs> this These are both the figure arts, uh, Rots figures. They're, the, the Kenobi looks fantastic. I mean, it's basically like having a little 112 scale Ewan in my pocket, nice. which we all want, right? Yeah. Uh, but the Anakin one, dude, I mean, it's like Hayden went out and, and, and drank, took some smack, <laughs> you know, drank and then drank like a bottle of Robitussin. Oh, man. Well, that's a good thing. Some of the faces on this, dude, I mean, it's like his eyes are droopy, his mouth is all like, ah. So, Good thing we don't see uh, but, his face then. It's a perfect pose. Right. I actually, I took a couple shots of the derp when I was at the beach. I mean, they're not as spectacular as this, but once I get them edited there, I'll kind of point them out to you to, <laughs> so you can see the full-on derpikin. Nice. Uh, because, I mean, he looks like, ah! You know, like, <laughs> the, basically, he kind of looks like Sloth from the Oh, from- <laughs> So imagine that. Oh, like, he's man. essentially Anakin Sloth. That is fantastic. So, I mean, yeah. 
all credit to to Papa for hiding the derpy face and then highlighting, <laughs> you know, everything around Anakin. Really highlighting Obi, like you said, the Obi face is really good. You can see like a grimace. Oh, on it's, his, it's fantastic. Yeah. And people, if you've been listening, if you're loyal, by the way, I love you. Kisses. You probably know I'm not a huge fan of the prequels. Yeah. But I love the toys, and I still love the characters. It just comes down to I did not like the execution of the narrative. But I, I, I collect prequel toys. It, See, I'm not, I'm not that Yeah, crazy. one of, like, a lot of your really fantastic shots are of your fucking Anakin Rots Barbie doll that you like to call oh, it. Oh, speaking uh, of Rots Barbies, I just got my um, Obi-Wan Kenobi Rots Barbie today. There you go. We, so watch out yeah. we could have some brother shots you say. were my brother <laughs> you, is there like a crisped anakin figure out there no there really needs to it, be. what they did they they did some bullshit here so the anakin i got is actually a standard and then a few months later they released the deluxe and all they did was change his eyes to sith eyes okay you didn't get any new face sculpts, no new mouth postures it's just that very stoic Anakin. you need look. to get so like, at least a head sculpt of his crispy head from when he fucking caught on oh, fire. Oh, I agree. I mean, if they ever did, or maybe they did, and I just didn't know back then because I wasn't collecting $200 plus Star Wars figures, but if they did a Revenge of the Sith Darth Vader, yeah, like a deluxe package where you actually get crispy Anakin, you know, the one where he's laid on the table, I'm talking like, I want that. Yeah, yeah. And I want like to be able to attach the robotic legs and shit to him and put him into the suit. See, I mean, I'm I'm almost 39, people, and I'm sitting here fantasizing <laughs> about dressing a fucking doll. Yeah, I mean, I love it. It though. would be great. I love it. But anyway, Papa Palpatine, top tier shot here, and also excellent work on putting together the diorama. Now knowing how hard yeah, without that fucking is. wanting to kill your family or smash the diorama itself, because I mean that's. 100% why I've not touched mine. Yeah, yet. so well played on I'm, I'm almost ready to commission people like Papa to just, I'm going to send mine to them and have them build it and send it back. Yeah, it could be. That could be the best we way think, to do we it. We think, Papa, let me know. Um, next up, we have, I love this shot because I don't think that it's, we've it's gotten. so badass. Dude. I don't think we've gotten a Revan shot yet in the top five. And here we go. You don't see a lot of Revan shots in general. And this is from Kiko Collects, could be Keko Collects, K-E-C-O dot Collects on instagram and it is of darth revan himself purple saber shoved into the ground and he's using it as kind of like a like a staff while he's sitting on his throne you can see the throne i believe it's the um it's the snoke throne yep from, very good look at you there you go look at nick nick's starting to be able to spot star wars diorama pieces from other uh, figure sets uh, now, i'm getting see? there I'm getting, i look at these images we're, we're and rubbing stuff. off on yeah. them, people us us toy collectors and photographers we're rubbing off on them. yeah you know I, I pick out the top five i you know i look at our instagram feed enough to start to put these things together so purple saber in the ground another saber in his other hand unignited and he's just looking you know, the, the signature Revan mask and then also the armor. The I mean, like, again, one of the signature pieces is his wrist guards. I mean, this whole shot. He really is. is yeah. I mean, dude, between him and Vader, I don't know if there's cooler looking fucking bad guys from Star Wars. No, not at all. Like, it's, um, it's I'm always going to be Vader number one because he was the first. But fuck, dude. I mean, Revan, especially the way he's posed here in Kiko's shot. Whew. I mean, he's like a one and a half. I don't even know if he's a two. Yeah. Maybe a one and a half. Because he's got like that, it's a Mandalorian 
style looking mask. helmet essentially with with the with the Sith robe. Yeah, exactly. And, and a little more, uh, you know, he he's a little flashy for a Sith. He's not just all black. Yeah, and I, I mean, if you know the lore behind Revan, at least the previously established lore from Knights of the Republic, the reason that he has that mask, that Mandalorian style, is because he was fighting in the Mandalorian Wars when he went off into the unknown regions of space. I mean. They, I, that was when he was still a good guy. Yeah, that right? was when he was still, like, him and Malak were still Jedi fighting. Well, like, the, the Jedi were fighting the Mandos, yeah. who were essentially taking over the galaxy. Exactly, yeah. So the, And then some wonky shit yeah. happened, and here so we go. So they push out into the unknown regions to essentially try to chase down the last of the Mandalorian army, and then they reemerge into the galaxy of Sith. That's when we get into the whole Knights of the Old Republic storyline from KOTOR 1 and then we also and we're going to talk about this on our Friday cast we also may may see this guy on a big screen one day not confirmed nothing like that but there's things a brewing in Star Wars land for KOTOR so I'd love to see him and Malik. I, I just 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 make movies of what the fuck they were doing in the in the unknown regions like yeah a, don't even remake KOTOR yeah I mean it I mean you, you could lead up to KOTOR kind of like how a, a the young solo movie was going to lead up to a new hope. Like, do something like that. Dude, I mean, Tell us some new stuff leading into the existing. Well, I guess you, it's not really canon lore anymore. But do a do a trilogy or a two part movie or like a you know a two parter where you have Revan and Malak as Jedi fighting in the Mandalorian Wars, and then the second movie ends as they fall, and then like or like they fall, and then the the movie ends right where fucking Kotor one picks up. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it, it, trilogy, two movies, whatever. Just build the story all the way up to Revan essentially getting knocked out, unconscious, and becoming, uh, you know, getting amnesia. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be a fantastic film, Mandalorian Wars. But we're gonna it'll, go. It'll never yeah. happen. But whatever. <laughs> we'll, it's never gonna fucking happen. We'll go into either it, way. Yeah. Kiko's shots, fucking dope. I almost have to believe that he might have modded this Revan because this Revan isn't very posable and clearly kiko fucking nailed that shit so i'm wondering if he cut some plastic here or there had some tricks maybe dumped them in some boiling water to make them a little more uh gooey but epic shot this is another one i, I just i'd like this as a poster yeah that'd be a something like that poster i'd even get a fucking tattoo now at this point right on my face <laughs> tyson it that's a good move well speaking of uh the snoke throne buddy yeah, moving it seems that that was your theme this week yeah huh? moving down to number four we have another snoke throne except this time on it is snoke himself and this is a recreation shot from tlj where we see the skywalker family blade piercing snoke through the body before it's pulled back by Kylo to uh, eventually sever him in half. So th this recreation shot's just so good because it's so many different things. Like the, the posing one, the way that they have the lightsaber effect to show it going through Snoke, and then also just the, the lighting effects on the lightsaber itself, on the throne, in the background. Everything about this shot really almost perfectly captures that moment in the movie where Snoke is eventually killed by Kylo and the Skywalker family blade. Right. So th this comes from Dark Side since 77. Good. Jeff, I mean, this is one of the first guys that I was like, holy shit, you can do this stuff with toys. I mean, years ago. Um, fortunately, he's, he's kind of fallen out of the scene. This is actually a reshare back from when TLJ was actually hot in theaters, pissing people off. <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, Jeff just, he's a masterful composer. I mean, he's great at stage and shots. He's great at, as Nick pointed out, the, the posing, the setups, and then the post-processing, the lighting, the coloring. So, uh, I'm glad that Jeff's at least, or Dark Side Since 77, which great handle, is, um, at least resharing old shots so people can kind of see his work. Cause I mean, dude used to do tip top type of stuff, but as he kind of notes down here in the comment, cause I always try to leave the original caption. Cause I don't know. I don't, I don't like jacking and featuring people's shots without their original stuff. Kind of thoughts, yeah. right. Their thoughts behind what, what does this picture say? Uh, either way, Jeff, we hope you get out there. Hopefully you get some gear, some new toys, and, and get back at it because you are a legend within toy photography. And, and this shot's just a perfect example why. I mean, he even got Nick to feature it as a top five. So obviously it was a standout from last week's shares. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful shot. And yeah, we hope we get, you know, we get more um, shots like this from you mm-hmm. in the future. Good stuff. Um, last up is a Boba Fett shot from Mr. Joe Beasy, and I gotta I say... Love, dude, we had some good handles this know, week, too. Right? I mean, Mr. Joe Beasy. I love it. Mr. Joe Beasy. Mr. Joe Beasy is also a... Mr. Joe Beasy. I could just keep saying yeah. it. Mr. Joe Beasy. Right, beautiful sorry, handle. Also, beautiful <laughs> follower count. 173,000 followers for Mr. Joe Beasy. He's way up there, but this... Yeah, he's doing all right <laughs> in life on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this boba shot though i don't dude, is he famous or something i don't know i mean this is I, I we may have seen some of his other stuff i think you may have posted it uh or shared some of his other stuff previously but like just looking at his feed i mean the guy is a fantastic toy photographer and i don't know i mean i've never heard of him personally but his He's got work speaks for itself i mean right so it's i mean looking through it there's a there's a fucking a rocky shot recreation shot using um toys from from rocky and looks like a mike tyson figure as well i mean there's a ton of stuff on here but this boba fett shot is is fantastic i mean it really captures you know the the scale like what's really good about this is that the it doesn't even look like a toy like the size and the scale of the shot makes this look like just boba fett coming out of some sort of smoke-filled room i mean it looks like there could be some fire behind him if you look in the background definitely some reddish orange light that kind of makes you believe that there was some sort of explosion or fire going on the way that he's posed hose uh, like holding his weapon and then you can even see the hour bash on the um on the hilt of the weapon or not the hilt the you know the uh stock of the gun you can see it i mean the detailing in this figure is yeah, dude. fantastic and th- this is a this is a 1999 figure really oh my. all right this thing this thing is literally six inches tall and as you noted it, it is it's the posing the framing i mean it makes it look like boba as fat yeah it looks like jeremy uh, bullock it, in it, there in the flesh yeah no it's great i mean it's just th- i've said this before i mean posing in an action sense this is where i suck i'm more of a portrait guy i'm working on it I got out this weekend after I got back from the beach, blew some shit up outside, did some fireworks, you never know. But again, it's the posing, the posing, the posing. And that's probably why people like Mr. Joe Beasy have 173,000, that's 173K followers. Because look, as Nick expertly pointed out, it looks real. That is the job of a toy photographer. Make that piece of plastic look real. And it's very difficult. 
Yeah. It's not easy because you got to get the pose, you got to get the frame, you got to get the background dialed in. And it looks, uh, from Joe Beasy's work, it looks like he is almost all practical effects. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't like to fuck with anything. He barely even dresses a lightsaber, which I appreciate. I mean, I, I love practical effects. That's because I fucking hate post-processing. I hate Photoshop. I don't even really like I- Affinity, what I use on my iPad. But it's something you have to do to get the special effects and just to kind of punch up a shot to give it that little extra bit of flair uh, as opposed to just going right from your camera frame to Instagram. So, yeah, I, I'm glad I found Joe Beasy here. I, this is an account I was not following through Haywood Pop or SWT, but we are now, so life is good. Beautiful stuff. And then that's the top five for me this week. But, Matt, it being that we didn't have a cast last week, you went in and threw in some honorable mentions that you picked yeah, up. Yourself. Yeah, I had to. I'm sorry, Nick. I mean, you always nail it. I mean, I, I, I prefer our, our typical setup method of, of handling the top five but again we're, we're kind of doing something special for the fans because we missed two casts last week so we, we wanted to get out there and maybe extend this closer to 30 minutes just kind of appreciating the community so yeah I, I picked three honorable mentions out of the shares that you know Nick found those top five from and, and again in the end you guys are all tops in our books right you guys are all aces to us yeah absolutely but we love all. You. Literally, we we could talk about every fifty shares I do a week, but that would just be our full show. And we kind of like talking about other Star Wars stuff. <laughs> so, anyways, Nick, real quick, my three honorable mentions. First up is from Stormtrooper Robbie, and it's a picture of Death Troopers standing on an immaculate-looking beach with a stellar-looking sunset. I mean, this again, this is poster-worthy, postcard-worthy, t-shirt-worthy. Yeah, I mean, this looks like if you remember coming into Rogue One, the, you know, um Krennic and his guys kind of flying over the planet to come in, there was like a beach area that was near where the uh you know where Jin and the Ursos were living so this looks like almost like they landed just got off their their transport and kind of like walking yeah they landed even further away for their surprise instead (laughs) of landing out in the field to let everyone know like hey exactly yeah so this is a really fantastic shot and again like the the death troopers are one of the coolest fucking stormtroopers figures out there so anything that uses death troopers i'm always a fan of again rogue one created put out the best looking stormtroopers ever i mean between these guys and, and the scare people and the tank people it's like come on yeah yeah top notch work there so yeah i mean quality bucket heads featured in rogue one all right so good job there stormtrooper robbie love that shit always love a an outdoor shot because you don't need shit you don't need anything but speaking of someone that excels at doing indoor work and my next honorable mention is from my homeboy, Richie, at Nose Rain. I mean, at Nose Rain, anytime he does a Star Wars shot, it's pretty much guaranteed it's going to get shared on the Star Wars Time Show. He's up there with the C3P bros in terms of Black Series, Swift Picks, Work More or Less, uh, 1-6 Shooter. I mean, he, he's in, in that echelon of toy photographers. And he kind of did a great little mashup, a timely mashup when it was released, and it's a scene of Darth Maul fighting the Night King. And quite frankly, they do look like they could be uh, from the same species. And it's <laughs> know, just, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a typical nose rain shot in terms of it's composed perfectly. It's creative. 
Uh, and then the, the, the special effects, VFX, post-processing is just out of this world. Yeah. I mean, it's just everything the dude puts out is quality. And again, if you, he always does behind the scenes. If you look, he's literally usually shooting this in his apartment, in his house, on a fucking floor somewhere. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, seeing this shot, I, I now believe that Darth Maul could have been in Game of Thrones. Like, if Darth Maul would have came in and killed the Night King, I would have been like, holy shit, you know, I, I can see that happening because of this <laughs> shot that that nose rain put together. I mean, this is some fantastic stuff. You get the iron throne in the background. You have the night King pose perfectly. And then you also have, um, Darth Maul executing his signature move. Um, so that's, Oh yeah. That's, that's the Qui-Gon killer. For yeah. Sure. So that's the, that's the double face pump. The hoo, hoo, so yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that's I mean, at least what it sounded like to me when I, when he does, I mean, it. it's perfect. It's perfect. So, I mean, this is some epic shit right here. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I just, I, I love Nose Rain's work. It's like I said, all those other accounts, I mean, these are people you can pretty much guarantee when they drop something, Plastic Action's another one, everything Kylo. I mean, when you when they post something, it's pretty much going into the archive of SWT's to-be-featured shots. Definitely, definitely. Just, it is what it is. We don't want to seem like we're, we're homers of all these guys, but it's hard when, when the quality of work that they put out is seen yeah it's it just it's undeniable so and last but not least nick and this one to me honestly could be one of the greatest toy photography shots i've ever seen ever like a top to bottom absolutely insane shot here and, and this comes from Truperi. yep or Truperi. uh and, and what he did here nick he basically used mimbom Han, which is probably one of the greatest figures to ever release. A lot of greatness in this shot yep. of all time, if you will. But but he, he, he applied an edit to it and gave him some cigars and cigs to make it look like a classic World War shot. I mean, World War One, World War Two. it applies probably more to, because uh, they even look like German commandos a bit. I know, right? Yeah. But, dude, they just—they look like they're just had their, you know, just fought in a battle and they're chilling, getting ready to hopefully not die in the next fight. Yeah. It's just the, the black and white edit, the grittiness to it. This literally feels like these dudes were on this earth during World War II and true Perry took a shot at Yeah, him. I mean, even looking into the background, you can see other stormtroopers in the background yeah, like dude, one just, of them is like layers pointing to this like shit. pointing down towards other command like you know commandos and it's just there like you said the layers that are in this shot and then also perfectly capturing that time period you know his his um his caption calls out i'm not even going to attempt to say whatever the second word is but it's no like, do it that, that's what we do german just schlamm soldat Circa, I like. I think it's yeah, Schlachmasol. Yeah, circa nineteen thirty-eight or not, he says. But I mean, clearly he was going for that World War Two aesthetic. And, and yeah, and clearly he fucking nailed, nailed, nailed it. Like, I mean, nailed. look at the stogie. I know, <laughs> they have, like little cigs in their mouths. I mean, this is just perfect ex- execution on an on an incredibly difficult image to try to pull off by True Perry. I mean, right, there's even there's even film grain in it. Yeah. I mean, and the best part is. He calls it a B side, yeah. which means it was like ah, I didn't know if I was going to share this or not. I kind of think it was shitty, but I'll throw it out. Yeah, there. that's a pretty fucking you know solid B side to put out here. Uh, I gotta say, this is just top notch work all around, and and I would love to see 
other things like this, like war. I mean, if you're going to do it, you know, war recreation shots with Star Wars would be perfect when you're using troopers from like Rogue One or the mud troopers like we see here, the Mimban troopers from Solo. I mean, th those are ripe for the picking when it comes to like old war shots. So top notch job. Yeah, man. It's a great page. If you're not following True Perry out yet, you got to do it. I mean, fantastic stuff especially if you're into the six-inch Star Wars universe, as I am, and a lot of you other people are listening. Man, look at all this shit. Just look at this guy's page. I know. he's Okay. We, we featured him before, yep. but it's like if you, if you just spend some time scrolling through and look at the thumbs, it's just like, geez. I love this community. That's why we do this. That's why we have the top five every Friday show, Star Wars Time Show, and that's why we did a special version of it today or whenever you're listening to it it really doesn't matter time is irrelevant in star wars time land because nick there's always time for star wars time yep. um so my friends we'll be back we have a friday show plan which means we're gonna do another round of top five so keep tagging us star wars time show on instagram or just straight tag the handle we'll get to it if it's great you may get featured. You'll at least get a like and a word of encouragement because that's just who we are. All right. So until the Friday show, my friends, put those beers down. It's not time yet. <laughs> got to get the, got to get your work done, right? Got to get your work done, Nick, before you play. But we will be playing this Friday. We'll be talking Vanity Fair, Star Wars, KOTOR, Ray's Parentage. You never know what else. I mean, it's only Tuesday. We got three more days of Star Wars potential news generation. Until then, may the force be with you. Always.